All right, let's have ourselves a Friday night party. I hope that the sound issues are worked out. I apologize. I just got myself a new badass PC, new setup. And so we did have a little air yesterday, uh, last night's live stream. I greatly apologize. You guys make sure to let me know in the comments down below how that sounds coming through. Hopefully the visuals are nice and crispy too. And uh, just am super thankful that we've been able to, do, been doing this for about a year and a half now. We're finally getting a legit production going on here for you guys. Super excited to bring it to you guys once again tonight. We're talking Friday night session, October 21st. Tomorrow we have the 22nd date, the year 2022. Whole lot of twos. We're gonna be coming up on that two year anniversary the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. Tonight, we're going to be talking about is the settlement imminent or are they going to torture and stall us out here for another six months, make us poor, poor, miserable, sad, sad story for us XRP holders, make us wait another six months. And you guys know where I'm at. I don't care if we have to wait another six months. I don't care if they have to wait another year. This situation over here ain't sad. We continue to press down every single day, calling out the evil, and we continue to do good. Every chance we get, we try to do the righteous thing, okay? calling out all of the corruption, standing up, having real solutions, real strategies, not just pumping fear, not just trying to get clicks, never selling out. We're going to keep it real, covering the current events that matter most. How does this cryptocurrency asset class roll us into the new financial system? And why do we call it the greatest transfer of wealth in world history? I'm your host, Zach Rector, and these Friday night sessions, as you guys know, do tend to get a little bit litty. So we're going to fire it up and get right on into it, okay? At the time of this recording, let's take a look. Our Bitcoin is at 19,100. Uh, yesterday, let's take a look at the chart, uh, actually, here. This is the four-hour chart on our Bitcoin. Okay, show you guys this one. You guys can see that. Right there. Okay, there we go. So you guys see that this morning, actually, bright and early, Bitcoin went down, retraced back to $18,652. This is the Q coin four hour chart. But in that same four hour candle here, it brought us back up to about 19,160, which is where we're trading right now. So we have just been moving sideways. You guys are seeing this chart here. If I uh, zoom on out here, Hey, we've just been ranging down here. We did get that micro cycle low down to 18,100. And then we recently just topped out once again, right below 20K at 19,950. So that's your quick technical analysis update. And uh, as we look at these other cryptocurrencies, just hanging in, same situation, 1,300 for your Ethereum and XRP's at 45 cents. Now, a lot of people are asking, you know, why didn't XRP pump off this news, folks? The market maker, magicians, whales, Brad Garlinghouse and team, Ripple, and how they're implementing this financial system is all going according to plan. Part of that plan doesn't necessarily include making you rich overnight, and we need to let go of that idea. And when we talk about tonight's title, imminent settlement or waiting another six months, I want you guys to just plan on having to wait another six months. Plan on us being in a recession for another year. Elon Musk just said that the recession could last until 2024. Zoom out on the charts. Zoom out on your life, okay? As far as the timeline of events, how this is all going to roll out. When do we get rich? You know, too many people putting things way ahead here instead of focusing on a, a macro picture here that's going to take a while to play out. Now, I think that when they do make the moves, it will feel overnight. It will feel as if they flip the switch because it's going to happen that quickly. 
we've just hit a little lull, a little bit of a dead period, I feel like, over the last couple weeks, okay? There hasn't been too much breaking off, a lot of nonsense going on, mass distractions. But folks, stay strapped in because we're going into a massive back-to-back -back eclipse is going to bring massive energy to the markets. And then we also have the midterm election cycle. We have many things, some, some that I can't even talk about uh, because you guys know that deal. Can't even talk about some of the military movements that are taking place within this country and others. I got a few. I got one report on the war and current events there because that's such a sensitive topic. You guys know that and what we're up against there. Okay. But it is about to break. It's about to break. The energy you can already feel it's coming in. And we just hit kind of the calm before the storm. Right. And I think that really that's what the last two years was a series of simulation events, but relatively calm compared to what we're about to go through. And just think, the worst bond market uh, in history, seeing what's happening with real estate, finally starting to roll over, always a lagging asset class. We see the cryptocurrency space, a complete devastating purge underway of the cryptocurrency space. We're gonna get into some of that news here in just a little bit, okay? And then you've seen that the stock markets have absolutely been smacked. I don't know if I pulled it up in this one, but one of the articles that I was thinking of sharing tonight uh, is Snap down 90%. And we still have people saying that nothing's happening. I get that all the time in my comments. Oh, you threw out this date. Oh, this happened. Nothing happened. What are you talking about? Nothing has happened. Folks, just in tonight's live stream, which then the other comment that I get from these folks is, oh, an hour long stream. That's too long. Most of the time I'm hitting you with about 30 minutes to 45 of hardcore uh, rapid fire going through the events. Yes, we sneak in a little bit of rant, uh, rants, add context, because we have to make people understand the situation, okay? But 30 to 45 minutes to understand the current events and how to prepare, and then we go into you know, half an hour of Q&A. But these people don't want the truth. They're in denial. And they're the same ones that are saying that nothing's happening, it's just fine. And then on the far spectrum, we have the people that don't, e don't identify as a recession. <laughs> Good luck, God bless. We know how that program's working out for you guys. May God be with you. Those people have no chance, right? But then I, I continue to see in the comments down below, people, you know, why hasn't XRP? Oh, nothing's happening. Folks, much is happening. As we're about to cover tomorrow, I'm going to be interviewing Alan Staple, exclusive interview, where we're going to be talking about his friend who's at a market maker for the Treasury meeting with Ripple. Emergency meetings taking place with Ripple. I'm so mad that last night's audio was off because it was a great episode talking about these emergency meetings that are taking place with Ripple, not only with the SEC, but with market makers for the Treasury and all of the central banks that matter, all of the networks that matter, that they're sitting down with these players, with these actors, and they're getting deals done. They're being called forward during this emergency moment because we need the solution. It is the liquidity that XRP provides. It is the trustless new quantum financial system that the world needs. Let's get into it tonight though, okay? Let's get into it, straight into the updates. Iran advises its citizens to leave Ukraine. What you are seeing right now is the allies are telling, the allies of Russia are telling their people to leave. Iran, China, all of these countries have now told their people to leave Ukraine. As I just said, it's about to go down. You can probably feel that energy, right? It's about to go down, strap in and be prepared and may God be with us. Let's move on. Now, the Fed funds future is at an 80% probability of a 75 basis point rate hike 
November, December. Okay, so we're going to get continued rate hikes. That's going to continue to implode the debt markets and continue to stop new liquidity from entering the system, a system that's been built off debt. The party is over. Grab your wife, grab your kids and grab your business and strap in because this ain't going to be over in one month, whether the Ripple versus SEC case settles up or not. This storm doesn't end in one month. That's the point. Strap in and be prepared to may God be with us all. Now, I did, I did pull it up right here. Snap. In, in 2021, last year, October, this time last year, $75 was the price of Snap today. It is at $7.50, a 90% decrease. And people are still telling me that nothing's happening. No, the American people are getting absolutely wiped out or have a sovereign debt crisis with the world's central banks reporting record losses. And then the few actors are quote unquote enemy, evacuating their citizens, preparing for martial law, hoarding record amounts of gold and creating new ways to do their payment systems. Outside of SWIFT, outside of the US dollar, record amounts of golds coming into their vaults, no more gold leaving the country and calling forward their reservists step forth into the military. Now, oh, folks, let, let me, let me, let me preface this one by saying, I'm just trying to cover this. I'm just trying to keep you guys tapped in here. And we're just trying to understand what's taking place. We're not here to say up, down, left, right, who to love, who to believe in, or who to vote for. But the moves are being made on the chessboard. And it's up to you to do your research and decide how you think, invest accordingly to how you think all of these world stage events play out. I'm just here to report on the world stage events. Let's get right on into it. Okay, so the January 6th committee has officially subpoenaed Donald Trump. Our former president, 45th president of the United States of America has been subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. Grab your popcorn, folks. Here we go. Now we have the D.C. judge sentences Steve Bannon to four months in prison and 6,500 in fines for contempt of Congress. Moves are being made on the chessboard in the United States rule of law courts uh, where the jurisdiction of the people reigns most uh, supreme and where all truth will be revealed. So these are a couple initial moves that are being made on that chessboard, but you guys already know. We have some folks that are playing on another level. Some may call it 5D chess. I can't really talk much further on that. Let's continue on. Let's see how it plays out. Federal court blocks President Biden's student debt relief program. So right here, you're seeing the tit for tat, a little bit of a back and forth, right? In the United States rule of law, let's let it play out. Let all truth be revealed. The federal court blocking the student debt relief program. And that's right. When we see... In my, in my prediction right here for you, let's just cut to it, no BS. Massive red wave coming in. And when they switch over, you're going to see, they're going to start to pull the plug. I, in my opinion, they're going to start to pull the plug on some of these programs. Not only will they be overruled in the United States uh, courts here, federal court turning down the student debt relief program, I think that you're going to start to see Congress cut that funding. Congress is supposed to have the purse strings, supposed to have control of the money. Have we... We haven't declared war, but yet we're sending a billion every week to Ukraine. See, I can't even talk about this. I'm just going to move on because I'm going to get riled up because God bless our troops. It's such a shame 
what our military and what our good men and women who serve this country get caught up in. I got to move on. I just, I can already feel, I get my blood bowling when I talk about these topics and we got to move on from that. Breaking report, court to allow Missouri AG's team to depose Dr. I'm not even going to say his name. The doctor, Dan Saki, FBI agent Elvis Chan, and multiple other Biden administration officials relating to collusion with social media to suppress free speech. Exactly. Maybe one day I'll be able to talk about all these issues in front of an audience here. We can have an adult conversation. Maybe one day. Let's let it all play out. Continuing on, I got to move on from that before I get in trouble. You guys already know that deal. Ben, Ben Armstrong, that's BitBoy Crypto. He says they are coming after Cardano next. Sam hates ADA because you can't pause it. Cardano is anti-Solana. If Sam Bankman-Fried gets his way, Cardano won't be able to be bought in the US. And he's replying to news that FTX will delist crypto assets in the US that it deems might be securities, according to CEO Sam Bankman-Fried. Okay, this is what we've been waiting for. And you're starting to see the exchanges are stalling things up. The exchanges have to adjust. And the exchanges are what are delaying the flare airdrop. Check out this next news. Okay. Alex Cobb, Flare Twitter account says January 9th through 2000, uh, January 9th, 2023 is going to be when the airdrop takes place for Flare that we've been waiting on, right? And Hugo said ready for token distribution next week. So we're getting uh, a little bit of a mix here, but let me break this down for you. Flare CEO Hugo Filion is saying that they're going to be ready next week to do the token distribution event. The exchanges are not. This is the holdup. In the whole space, same thing in the XRP Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. This is why XRP won't move until there's 100% clarity that the institutions can use this asset, that the institutions know how to acquire and get this asset. Until they have complete clarity, they will not move. And you're going to start to see here the exchanges getting the lowdown on the situation on Gary Gensler as we covered last night. Gary Gensler approaching market makers and, and, and starting to hint that they're going to be rolling out the new structural changes to the financial markets and the trading markets, right? The secure, this, basically, the securities markets that the SEC has jurisdiction over. The new rollout, the new structure is going to be the biggest structural change in decades. These market makers are saying that Gary Gensler is going to be rolling that out here soon. And I'm, this is why I'm so excited to be talking to Alan Staple tomorrow, because he's got the friend Bob at the market maker for the treasury. This is going to be such an important interview tomorrow. But guys, like backing out right here, this is the situation right now. These guys are going in line with what they're told to do. I mean, they have to operate within the United States rule of law. And it's been, that's, the, that's been the problem and difficulty for new cryptocurrency projects is they don't have clarity. They don't know how to operate. So they had all these assets quote unquote assets, which we now are going to see they're actually most of them securities and the initial coin offering most definitely in 99.99% of cases was a security will be under the jurisdiction of Gary Gensler and the SEC regime. They might not have jurisdiction over XRP being a digital commodity, but they will absolutely have jurisdiction over 99% of crypto that did an ICO and it is not decentralized, okay? But 
I, th I think that it's interesting to see Ben finally calling these guys out, right? That's a very refreshing to see in the space. Huge shout out to Ben for actually holding these guys accountable. Um, you know, and for me, guys, I, you know, I don't care about opinions on people. I don't care about your opinion on Bit BitBoy. I don't care about your opinion on any of these guys, right? I, that's not what this is about. We need to discuss the adult conversation. We need to see, you know, we ha need to have the rules of the road laid, right? And then let's let the best man or woman win. Man, woman, whatever you want to call yourself, if you bring value to the world, let them, let them do it. Let the entrepreneurs and the capitalists in the United States build up this technology that they know is a threat. And this is why Ripple's in a lawsuit, why they haven't given us clarity. But the gig's up. This is the beautiful thing. You guys are seeing now, it's not a partisan issue. Republicans and Democrats trying to hold Gary Gensler and the SEC accountable. Starting to say that he needs to rein it back in. Okay. Uh, let's continue to watch this one, though. They're delisting the assets as we speak. Player, in, in, in regards to dates, the title of this video, imminent settlement or another six months. In regards to the player airdrop, next month they're ready. The exchanges won't be. We're not going to get regulations. The timeline is stalled out on everything. That's the unfortunate news. The fortunate part of that story is you, you have more time to acquire these assets while they're suppressed. That's the good news. Now, continuing on. Nick B, all good things. His decade-long journey at Ripple has been a fantastic, if exhausting, and all-consuming one. Now, this is one of the original developers at Ripple. He was the, uh, formerly the head, or no, uh, what is he, the head of, like one of the head developers at Ripple. He doesn't have it in his bio anymore. But he says, I got to work on a project that I love towards a goal I believe in. Nick B, huge shout out to this guy. One of, the, one of the developers that has done the most for the XRP ecosystem, not just for Ripple, but for the XRP ledger, okay? So huge shout out to Nick B. He says, I got to work on a project that I love towards a goal I believe in. That journey will be coming to an end in a few weeks. I am grateful to have had the opportunity to work alongside and learn from Joel Katz, Arthur Brito, my teammates on the C++ team, past and present, and so many others at Ripple. The camaraderie and uh, spirit, the corpse of the C++ team, what I'll miss the most. And what about, uh, and what of the XRPL? Its long-term health and success isn't pre predicated on any one person. I'm confident that it will be just fine thanks to talented and passionate individuals who contribute and participate in each of their own way. Let me take a sip of my beverage. Nick B says, leaving Ripple wasn't an easy decision, but it is the right one for me. My fellow Ripplers, I wish you unbridled success. This is the cheers emoji. Huge shout out to Nick B for getting it done on the XRP ledger. Not just working for Ripple, getting it done for the whole community, building on top of the XRP ledger, leading the way. As for what's next, I'll talk about it when it's time, but I am not joining another blockchain project company, nor am I doing NFTs or DeFi. In my opinion, um, which I, I just have to say this because this is just funny to me. King Solomon, you guys know King Solomon, XRP community. Uh, he says, I can't wait to see the conspiracies on Nick B leaving the space, which, yeah, the XRP community is guilty of coming up with a conspiracy for everything. Yeah, whatever. But in my opinion, what was the vibe at the 10-year anniversary of that Ripple party that they just celebrated yesterday? After the same day, they get the Hinman documents. How perfect is that? 
They celebrate Ripple's 10-year anniversary, same day they get the Hinman documents. And then Nick B is moving on, one of the lead developers. To me, that says that the job is done, right? The job is done, Ripple will continue on. He says the XRP ledger, gonna continue on and do fine. We have the NFT update coming in less than two weeks, gonna be major. Uh, they're doing a smart contracts update coming here soon too. Gonna even bring more utility once we have Flare going live as well. These guys have completed their mission. These guys have done, it's not a conspiracy in my opinion. The vibe at that Ripple 10 year anniversary, that's no conspiracy. Go look at the pictures. They're having themselves a fantastic time. I wish I could have been there. Uh, you know, I wish, uh, you know, I, I, I'm doing my part by telling people about this opportunity in XRP. As far as the company Ripple, there's not one person there that's losing sleep at night. There's not one person there that's stressing over the SEC and what they've done. No, no, no. It might look, it might feel frustrating for us holders, but the vibe at that party was lit. It was a celebratory party. Not only 10 years of success already, 10 years of future progress that's coming, and it's going to be massive. Just think what Ripple was able to do without Clarity over the last 10 years, and think about what they're going to be doing over the next 10 years with Clarity. That's the ticket right there. That's the ticket to generational wealth right there. Okay, let's continue on. Okay, Lynn Alden. Politics rarely set the trend for technology, but technology often sets the trend for politics. As technology changes, politics adjusts around that new reality, not the reverse. But philosophy informs which technology should be handled cautiously and with respect, powerful. I love this because the conversation about CBDCs is ripple evil because they're enabling CBDCs has been present once again. It always is. And it's another point that the XRP haters always come after us for. Oh my gosh, we're such bad people for owning this technology. Uh, this is the conversation that we've been having here. We have to be cautious, have to have respect with this technology. In the hands of a centralized party, in the hands of the wrong people, it could be used for bad. We see the same thing with social media. We see the same thing in every single business sector. We see the same thing with every single aspect of our life. There are humans that are bad, that are going to choose evil, that are going to sell out, that are going to use technology, resources, commodities, currencies, and control power to maintain control over others and to keep others from accessing the same opportunities. What we had here is a once in a lifetime opportunity because we've been able to acquire these suppressed assets. We have to climb over mountains and cross waters, cross treacherous waters to buy XRP from an exchange that still has it listed. And this is why I believe that Ripple had to be held up. Ripple had to be involved in this lawsuit, right? Is because this technology was already ahead. It had already beat everything out there that exists. There is no competitors. JP Morgan ain't gonna make a, com a competitor. They're not gonna make a currency that competes with XRP. Nobody has a solution that's better than XRP. Literally, I mean, I mean it is the most liquid asset and the fact that you don't have to trust anyone to use it is the secret sauce. It's trustless. From any, anything to anything, from US dollars to Chinese yuan. I mean, it's the bridge asset for the internet of value. 
this technology is so far ahead of the time, they had to stall it up in the SEC lawsuit. And as she says here, philosophy informs which technology should be handled cautiously and with respect. That's where I'm at too. I'm not a fan of a CBDC with a credit score that shuts us down. That because you vote one way, you're, you're going to be you know, kicked off the bank. Because you, know, you, you, you pull a Kanye and you want to say some things, have an opinion, you know, they, they shut you down. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of any sort of government control. <laughs> Guys, I'm not here for any of it. The SEC and many three-letter agencies should be cut 90% and some of them abolished, including the Federal Reserve. That's my stance. Investing in the technology is a completely different conversation. That's happening with or without us. The world went from uh, dial-up to high speed and it's going to go to quantum with or without you. I'm hopping on the rocket ship. You know, I'm getting on the ship. We're setting sail. We're le- the train is leaving the station with or without you. I'm going to hop on. And then if I get on the ship and there's some bad actors, well, we'll call them out and I'll deal with that when we get to that. When we get to that situation. When we come into riches and wealth that we're supposed to be getting from all of this investing, right? I'm going to do good. Try to help out the world. Move humanity forward. Until that time, investing in the technology is not evil. And the technology itself cannot be good or evil. It's just that alone, technology. Okay? It went from dial-up to high speed regardless. And people want to say, how can you call Bitcoin a failure? Bitcoin still plays an important role. Bitcoin still, still is digital gold. What's AOL doing? Where is AOL? Are we still using dial-up? Answer is no. Non-existent. It's gone. Same thing's going to happen here, in my opinion. Now, is Bitcoin going to go away tomorrow? No. No, no, And, you know, Bitcoin could still be a thing 10 years from now. It could just be some niche thing that's, you know, a couple... The, the, the nerds running the Bitcoin mining in their basement still going to keep the network going or whatever. Have fun, right? But what we've seen is uh, deception. From Bitcoin. Libertarian movement disguised to get everyone into cryptocurrency, but we see that it was actually made by entities uh, from the original power structure. Most likely. Most likely. Now, that's my speculation, right? But uh, nonetheless, no matter who it was made by, it's not a store of value and the technology is irrelevant. The utility is not there. There is no utility. And so why, why are we still romanticizing Bitcoin. I just don't get it. And this is why they gave, in my opinion, Bitcoin and Ethereum the green light, because Bitcoin doesn't actually change the financial system. It doesn't take away any power from the cabal structure. And Ethereum, they sold out to the Wall Street entities. They sold out to JP Morgan, uh, the Ethereum Foundation and the free pass and everything that took place, Goldman Sachs, everyone. You know, they were part of it. That's why both of them get the green light and then the ripple gets tied up in the SEC lawsuit. Okay. Well, let's cover just that. Time to get on into it, guys. Thank you for joining me. Major, major breakthroughs in the ripple versus SEC lawsuit. Let's get right into it tonight. Thank you, TikTok. Thank you, YouTube. I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much. Okay. Here we go. 
Bill Belisarius, I think is how you say his name. Let's cover this one. He says, of course, it's just so typical of the SEC government to hand these documents over to Ripple after it just filed its response to the SEC summary judgment motion. That's right. So Ripple finally responds to the SEC summary judgment motion, right? And then the SEC government finally hands over these documents. So it's like they didn't want to give the Hinman documents over to Ripple to use before they filed that summary judgment motion, okay? Now we've seen the SEC has filed that as well. And then James Flan is reporting here that Spend the Bits has filed its application to file an amicus brief. The application letter and proposed brief are below. So we have another entity that is going to be adding their uh, take, their utility, their uh, proof that XRP is a decentralized currency, that they have no investment contract with Ripple, period. Spend the Bits, another utility that's going to be entering the case with their amicus brief. And then if we move on over here, the SEC has submitted for in-camera review by Magistrate Judge Netburn proposed redactions to two drafts of Hinman's June 2018 speech that discuss pending determinations before the SEC. So they want two redactions out of, uh, they, they want redactions out of the two drafts of Hinman's June 2018 speech because it's pending determinations before the SEC. Right. And Fred Rispoli, he rep responds down here below, he says, you know, maybe one of those pending determinations is the ongoing deliberation of whether ETH is a security. It would make sense that Hinman tried to front run that with his speech. Exactly. Right. So they still haven't quite made the determination, right? Right. They're telling us here in the lawsuit, we haven't quite made the official determination. And let me just break down how I think that this uh, story ends right here. I really believe that if... Let me say this. If they have no redactions in those draft documents, the, the Hinman speech documents, if they don't get rewarded those redactions, if it is going to be revealed, 100% there's going to be a settlement, in my opinion. And part of that settlement will be that that never sees the light of day. That will be part of the terms of the settlement, that those redactions, if they're not, if they don't win those redactions by the judge, uh, then I think that a settlement will be 100% imminent because there's a reason why they want it redacted. It obviously shows the corruption, right? So that's why they want those redacted. But if the judge rules that they will not get those redactions, I believe that a settlement will 100% occur. Now, a couple of interesting things to note, Ripple and Settlement are both trending once again. This has been interesting to see on Twitter over the last few days. Tens of thousands of tweets for both topics both of them trending, and we're starting to hit mainstream here. You guys are seeing because everyone wants to hold the SEC accountable. Everyone's starting to see that they went over their bounds. This is not even a political issue. Everyone understands that the SEC needs to give us clarity, right? But here is the deal right now with the timeline, guys. In my opinion, we still have another three to six months. The earliest that I see this case settling up is going to be in December. There's a little bit of you know, back and forth here, here we want some redactions, here we want this. The briefs have both now been filed for summary judgment, okay? Now, both cases have been made. That will be made public. And I don't think that there's going to really be any surprises in those briefs for summary judgment, right? Where this gets really exposed and the corruption gets blasted for everyone to see is if these redactions don't get granted by the judge, then the him and documents, the juicy parts, 
that are going to show the complete corruption, then those get released. I believe a settlement will be 100% imminent and it is going to happen, I think, before they send it to trial, which would start next year. I have spoken with a few people um, with more legal expertise than me and just listening to the lawyers. They are saying that it's looking like March of next year, springtime of next year. I don't even like throwing out months anymore in regards to the settlement. Uh, you guys know me. I like looking at dates. I like looking at timelines when everything aligns. There's no way to really look at this case because, for one, when you operate on this basis that the lawyers are at, where they're saying, okay, both parties have filed their briefs. Now it moves to this stage. The judge is going to rule on this. And the timeline puts us here. That's all assuming that the judge, Gary Gensler and the SEC and Ripple aren't all shaking hands behind the scenes already. That's assuming that they're not already hanging out behind the scenes with an understanding of how this already goes down. So assuming that that's not the case, they are saying that a settlement could occur in the next few months, but if not, then we're most likely looking at spring for this thing to be wrapping up. I think one of the key indicators to watch out for is if those redactions are granted to the SEC, then we might not have a settlement. Maybe, maybe they won't care so much, and this will go the distance. But nonetheless, as far as predicting this case, I, I, I've said from the very beginning, after uh, beginning of this year, after we all thought that the case was going to be over last year, I said this thing, the most staged lawsuit in the history of the SEC, there's no, there's no telling when this thing's going to end. There's no telling. But we're coming up on the two-year anniversary. That gets interesting. And then, obviously, the summary judgment briefs have already been filed, okay? So we're coming towards the collusion, uh, conclusion. And in regards to other lawsuits outside of the Ripple versus SEC, you're starting to see that the moves are being made. Judge, uh, or judges rule that uh, Steve Bannon is going to be going to serve time in, in, in jail. They issued the subpoena to Trump. Now we have the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. And that, the shenanigans within this case too. But the moves are finally being had. And if you don't settle up, there's going to be a lot revealed for the American people. And that's the bottom line. The best time for settlement will be over the next couple months. So that's my extended way of saying, I don't know when this case ends. Your, your guess is as good as mine. But 100%, we've won. No doubt in my mind that we have won. So any further extension of this case and these staged events is just more time for us to accumulate. I had a couple more tweets to, that I want to show you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the energy when this breaks through is going to be absolutely massive. XRP Pharaoh. We got the Hinman emails, flare distribution ready to go when the exchanges have clarity from the SEC. XRP showing signs of life since last month. Only three weeks left in quarter four, right? But we're already towards the end of this year. It's truly incredible. And then November is loaded with events, right? We have the lunar eclipse on the 7th and 8th. And we got the midterm elections on the 8th. We have Ripple Swell Conference on the 15th and 16th, I believe. And then the timing of it all is just too coincidental. But I don't believe in coincidences. Now, so that's the thing, folks. I would love to say that this thing's going to settle up. I would love to make a bunch of videos saying that the, the settlement is imminent. I have 100% proof. I have all this data to lead me to that. The energy's there. Everything's aligned. Um, but I want to see what, what I think needs to happen first is the system has to be brought down. 
the system has to be brought down and or it's a simultaneous event. We get the victory in the SEC lawsuit. Crash panic moment occurs. Markets go down. I believe that it's either going to be simultaneous or they clean out the system. Then we get the clarity. Okay. Now, uh, this is exciting, though, because when we see here that the flare distribution is ready to go, that's bringing smart contract utility. And I, and I should probably do another video on flare, another update on flare now that they're finally getting their act together. But it's just like with the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit. We've been waiting for that distribution to take place forever. I've been waiting for getting my songbird from Brian Armstrong and Coinbase since last year, right? Or earlier this year when songbird was distributed. And the sad part about this is the longer that these timelines get extended out, the more reason people will have to dump their flare tokens, their spark tokens, once they finally receive them. That's not going to be good for the price of flare. And um, as you guys have seen, I, I, I just don't like airdrops seem to not work that well. Um, whatever value you think you're getting immediately drops by 50 to 90% because so many people sell off after getting free quote unquote value, right? So I don't know how much I like the airdrop distribution model. I just, it's to me, it seems like it hasn't worked that well, but all that I care about is that flare building on the XRP ledger, uh, Sologenic NFT marketplace. We talked about them yesterday. They've, uh, prepared for the XLS 20 NFT update the XRP ledger, Sologenic already prepared to run their NFT marketplace on the XRP ledger. Was the solo airdrop a complete flop? Yes. Don't care though. I want the utility on XRP because that's what we really want, right? XRP is the main asset right here. Okay. Now, CryptoHawks, this, this is it right here, folks. This is it. CryptoHawks on Twitter says, holy shiite, I think I got it. XRP could be protocol to exchange for one-to-one. -one. XRP equals exchange rate peg, right? XRP could be used to level the playing field and make up the difference between currency prices. Using the liquidity of the token to make all currencies easy. It's not just the fast protocol. It is the protocol to level the playing field. Absolutely. And the people are finally starting to get it. You need an asset like XRP to bring us back to settle all the scores between all of the different currencies, between all of the different assets, you need an exchange rate peg that we can all agree upon that is completely trustless. That is the XRP ecosystem. And Ripple is the company that went to all of these actors and said, listen, whether you like it or not, this technology works. This technology is the future. You want, you want to move on to a quantum financial system? This is it. This program works. We have... 50 billion in our escrow if you want to cut a deal. Business deals have been done and we're about to see those roll out and market makers for the treasury. We're going to talk about it tomorrow with Alan meeting with Ripple right now out of everyone that they could be meeting with the greatest liquidity crisis we've seen in our lifetimes. Who are they meeting with? Ripple. XRP could be the protocol to exchange for one-to-one -one. and right here, making all currencies even. This is what we need. You guys just saw Lebanon repegging their dollar to the US dollar. So you're already starting to see the reset, the restructuring, revaluation underway. All of our quote unquote enemies ditching the US dollar, leaving the SWIFT system, being sanctioned, having their banks shut down. So they move on over, utilizing distributed ledger technologies, potentially cryptocurrencies, 
and also rolling out their new CBDCs much further than countries in the West because they don't have time to wait. They need solutions now. I believe that you know the biggest players, the, 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 if a market maker for the Treasury is meeting with Ripple, that's all you need to know. I mean, I mean, market makers for the biggest player in the world, that's all you need to know, right? And we're going to be talking about tomorrow with Alan. Ripple is hiring a senior blockchain software engineer. What are they working on? Tokenization. This is from Jim Chauncey Kelly. Huge shout out to Jim. He is the vice president and global talent acquisition at Ripple. Says building and nurturing high-performance teams wherever I go. Jim, huge shout out to Jim. And as you guys can see here, this is what it's about. Tokenizing the whole internet of value. Okay. Senior blockchain software engineer. We love to see it during a recession, during a bear market, during a Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. Continuing to hire the best talent in the world. What does David have to say about this situation? He says, maybe this is the exhaustion talking after a week of going to bed at 1 a.m., getting up at 7. But I feel more positive about Ripple's prospects and those for the entire crypto space now than I have in at least six years. So David is feeling better than ever. Stuart Alvarati says that he's feeling better than ever. And he's feeling worse than ever about the tactics that the SEC used. We have this case one. XRP true value is about to be unlocked. And I hope you guys are ready. As Brad Garlinghouse said last night, the SEC wants you to think that it cares about disclosure, transparency, and clarity. Don't believe them. When the truth eventually comes out, the shamefulness of their behavior here will shock you. Brad, Stewart, David, and team celebrating 10-year anniversary at Ripple. Massive victories, massive success, massive development and growth over the last 10 years without regulatory clarity, without the need, without the demand for an exchange rate peg an exchange rate liquidity asset that is ready to tokenize the whole internet of value and even all scores when it comes to all currencies, all assets, commodities, and markets. This is the solution that the world needs. You guys are seeing the best team in crypto has been uh, assembled and only continues to grow. The OGs are retiring. Mission accomplished. Nick B, huge shout out to Nick B. Mission accomplished. Moving on. And the pools of liquidity are about to be unlocked within the next year. Can we sit here and say that 100% within the next year, we will have that rollover moment? God, please be with us. I believe so. I believe so. I said that last year. <laughs> We've been waiting for a settlement. We thought a settlement was going to happen within months of the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit happening. But I will always remember, on the day that this SEC lawsuit was filed against Ripple, the first, you know, half of the day, I, I was all sad. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. What are we going through? Then I quickly realized, no, this is a blessing. This, this guarantees, this confirms everything. All of the conspiracies that we had uh, been thinking about with XRP, this confirms it all. This is why we have to go through this thing. It's because it's such a powerful asset, a digital commodity ready to tokenize the whole internet of value, bring liquidity to every single asset, every single market, and market makers for the treasury are ready to do deals too. I'm gonna to be talking about it tomorrow with Alan from Staple, the Staple Crew, is his YouTube channel. So make sure you guys check out that. That's gonna be at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow. Super excited about that.
before that though as always saturday night members on or saturday morning members only discord weekly call going to be taking place at 8 30 a.m pacific standard time we do that every saturday where i meet with my discord group if you guys are looking to get tapped in head on over to my website dacrector.com by the way we got new merch on the way too you guys be, better be ready for that one and then tomorrow at 11 a.m we're going to be going live with our good friend alan okay and uh, we're going to be talking about all the inside scoop i know that alan has a little bit of the secret sauce to drop for us and i'm super excited about having this conversation and he's a no bs guy i can tell you right now he's been around the block he's done he's been trading these markets all of these markets for decades Two takeaways. My private conversations with Alan, he says, now more than ever, he's more sure about XRP. And now more than ever, he believes that it's mo most important to own silver. I think that we've we got a little bit of alignment there, Alan, my friend. Uh, I'm so excited to have this conversation tomorrow because this is what we've been about personally. My bag of XRP is my biggest, and I don't, you know, that's a bag of silver as well. The, the silver in regards to precious metals has been the only precious metals I've acquired. But if you guys are looking to roll over your 401k IRA to precious metals, get in touch with my people at the top of my website, the link precious metals, that'll take you right on over to my people. You can roll over your 401k, get the precious metals shipped directly to your house. And it should be linked on down in the description of the YouTube videos as well. With that being said, I want to say huge shout out to TikTok. We now have TikTok subscribers. So huge shout out to the TikTok subscribers. I see that we did get at least one. Maybe we got a couple. I don't know how many we hit, but you guys can now subscribe on TikTok as well if you want to support the channel. I think it's $5.99 a month and um, you get a, like a cool little badge, little sticker. And uh, so that'll be super cool if you guys want to support the channel that way. Otherwise, head on over to my website, ZachRicker.com. It's all there. I appreciate you guys so much. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.